Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 80, Catching Up Hallie and Kristen, number five, The Fall. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. How do you do, David? Hello, listeners. The Fall is a 2006 adventure fantasy film released to theaters in 2008 in the U.S. and U.K. It was directed, co-written, and produced by Tarsim Singh, who goes by Tarsim professionally. I was looking at what else he's done, and he's worked on like a real variety of projects. It's primarily um, directs commercials and music videos. He directed a movie called The Cell, which is this like completely nutso movie I haven't seen since I was in high school, I think. Very strange. Again, like really striking visuals as are in this one. I can see the music video thing because I feel like music videos are very good visually at like, you know, packing a punch, especially because they have a shorter amount of time to do it. And his visuals were good. So, you know, that tracks. Yeah, he uh, he did the music videos for a bunch of different bands and songs, including Lady Gaga's 911 and <laughs> R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. Interesting. Which is, is cool. I didn't realize that he had done that, but that's a really very famous song. Plus, he did a number of Super Bowl commercials and stuff for everything from Toyota to Levi's to Gatorade. Just a whole wide range of, of things that he's directed. Good for him. Yeah. The Fall is an adaptation slash remake of a 1981 Bulgarian film called Yo Ho Ho, which <laughs> <laughs> I've been searching for for a while now. Someone's uploaded the whole thing to YouTube, but without English subtitles. So I guess I'm going to have to learn Bulgarian. But it's it's a similar story, as I'll get into in a second. But instead of a band of bandits, they're pirates. It's a storytelling film about pirates. Is it a swashbuckling good time? But I do not want a story about pirates. Yes. I, I believe it probably is a swashbuckling good time. It has very good reviews on IMDb. Okay. The Fall stars Lee Pace, Justin Justine Waddle, and Katinka Untaru, who is the true star of the film. Just one oh, of the best child sure. actors I've ever seen. She totally mm -hmm. kills it. God, I loved her so much. Yeah. She was... I think she was actually only five or six when they filmed the, the film. Bless her. So, and she did a great job. Very good. She has only been in a couple other like short films since this one. Uh, she hasn't like gone on to become a big movie star or anything. She's she has done a, a little bit more acting, but this was really her one and only feature film role. And the world has missed out on a truly fantastic actress because of it. It's true. It's true. The Fall was shot on a thirty million dollar budget largely financed by Tarsim himself, who has said that he wanted to make the film according to his own vision rather than deal with a studio. It, the movie really is a labor of love. I was looking into other things he'd done because I was curious how he came up with $30 million to finance a film by himself, but with all of the other stuff, like, you know, music by religion yeah. and like all the stuff he's done, I could easily see that he could have made all that money. He just had it sitting in the bank. Don't yeah. we all? Definitely. It's what we recorded to do at a commercial. That's how much we get. Toyota, consider sponsoring Catching Up David. We've recently decided to call ourselves the Cud Buds. Don't know what you're going to do with that, but it bet it could be something. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota, if you're listening, hit up the Cud Buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a slam dunk. Or whatever car-related win you want to call it. A slam dunk. For yeah. cars. Yeah. You know, so, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's they a, could make it a car thing with that commercial. Yeah, just just a Toyota going off a ramp and slamming a basketball. Slam dunk. With the three Who of us inside car? the car just <laughs> screaming. Who doesn't want a car to do that? I want my car to slam dunk. Yeah. My car already slam dunks. I don't believe that. It does. There's no commercial for it. Okay, that's because it would make everyone jealous. <laughs> sure. Sure, Jan. The Fall. David, continue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Fall was filmed 
in over 20 different countries, including India, Bali, Italy, France, Spain, and Namibia. Tarson wanted to shoot everything on location and without using digital special effects because he didn't think the early 2000s era effects would age very well, which, heck yeah, like the movie looks yeah. really like so good because of it, because they did everything just with practical effects and in like just stunning locations around the world. There are a few interesting notes about this on the Wikipedia entry, including that Tarsum provided the locals in Jodhpur, India, with blue paint for their houses to shoot the scenes in the blue city. <laughs> he just had them spruce up their houses a little bit, paint them all blue. Like, uh, okay. You, yeah. you know, as long as he's providing the paint. Yeah. And, Did uh, he provide paint if they wanted to change it back? I don't know. Maybe it's just a <laughs> blue city now. There was not... <laughs> I was curious about that, too. It was like, are they just blue now? But I don't know. Another note was that the L.A. hospital in the film is actually a real mental hospital in South Africa, which continued seeing patients during filming in another wing. What? So, yeah. He, uh, Holy crap. He also, as he was shooting commercials around the world, he was only taking assignments that were, like, on location in places he wanted to scout out to shoot for this movie. <laughs> so That's the way to do it. Yeah, so as he was traveling around, you know, making his millions filming commercials, he was also, like, looking into locations and being like, oh, man, that would be awesome in this, you know, this labor of love movie project that I have planned in the back of my mind. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. Sadly, however, The Fall was a huge box office failure, only earning back... 3.7 3.7 million worldwide, or slightly more than one-tenth of its budget. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous that this is not more popular. Critics, too, were, like, super mixed on the film, with what? some, including Roger Ebert, calling it one of the best films of 2008, and others, like Nathan Lee of the New York Times, calling it, quote, a real bore. <laughs> well, fuck off. I mean, that's weird, because I like boring, artsy films sometimes, but, like, this is practically Fast and the Furious compared to those. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even even other things I've made you watch, like Shoplifters or whatever. Yeah, there's, this there's is a lot more of... fast-paced than Shoplifters. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nathan Lee, we have beef now. Don't come on the show. <laughs> David's gonna meet you behind the McDonald's parking lot and beat you up. <laughs> With our Toyota that does a slam dunk. Yeah. And then slam dunk Nathan. (laughs) Toyota, you can be there to film it for your commercial. (laughs) Yeah, I was really disappointed to see that the critical reception was mixed. Because usually, like, you know, I, I watch a fair number of sort of cult films that don't make any money but critics are really into or like audiences really love and like even the even like the audience score on like imdb it's in the it's in like the mid sevens it's like seven and a half or something but Mm -hmm. i don't know i think this movie is i don't know if those people have souls yeah anyways in case it's been a while since you've seen it the fall is the story of alexandria a five-year-old girl with a broken arm who's recovering in an L.A. hospital in the 19-teens. There, she meets Roy, a stuntman who, while filming his very first movie, jumped off a railroad bridge and has lost all feeling in his legs. Roy tells Alexandria she is named after Alexander the Great, and Alexandria's mind runs wild imagining his adventures. Roy has another story for Alexandria as well. The adventures of five individuals with a common enemy, the evil Governor Odious. Alexandria becomes deeply invested in the tale, but Roy will only continue the story if she helps him with his own quest, to get enough morphine so that he can put himself out of his misery over his injury and his recent devastating breakup. A swimming elephant, a creepy x-ray technician, and a whole bunch of wonderful costume design, it's The Fall! I should note, too, that the costume designer, Aiko Ishioka, also worked with Tarsum on a fantasy comedy adaptation of Snow White called Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts and Nathan Lane. 
Which, I remember when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it could be really good. Like it's sure to have awesome costumes at least. I think. Oh, for I, sure. I think the costume designer won or was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I vaguely remember that. In any case, yeah, she she's worked with Tarsum on something else, and that seems like it would be really sweet. Mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror. I haven't seen it, but I just I just know about it. We should watch it. We should add that to our list just for yeah, just why to not? honor Tarsum. Why not? So no personality quiz this week. I did float the idea that we could assign each other bandits from the bandits in the movie, if you would like. Or we could the skip problem this is that I, I don't <laughs> remember the bandits enough, despite watching the movie. Okay. I feel like I feel like main main masked bandit man gets the most screen time, so we don't learn enough about the others aside from Darwin. I mean, they are all supposed to be like caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can we can think on it because uh, you know I'll I'll get back to the bandits in a little bit. Um, I did want to talk about, since this is catching up Hallie and Kristen this week, I wanted to hear what it was like seeing it for the first time. And Kristen, I kind of wanted to start with you, because I know I've picked some movies in the past that haven't been your favorites. Holy so, motors. So, <laughs> so how did I do this time? What was it like seeing this one? I am not going to lie, David. I had very low expectations. <laughs> I went into this like, oh, golly, I'm going to fall asleep. Um, but I did not fall asleep. And I thought it was really interesting. Like, I guess I can sort of see where some of the reviewers come in and they say that it's like not boring, but like kind of dull because it is just like telling the story that has wonderful scenery and locations and costumes and colors and everything but I, I guess I can see how at some point people might be like all right get on with the story but I liked it That's good. and if there was any point that I thought okay get on with the story something would happen so they did like get on with the story and I'm like all right we're back on track um Alexandria was like one of the cutest kids alive Christ yes and I I really liked her, and I want her to do well in everything, both the character and the actress, knowing, knowing nothing about the actress. But she did a great job. Um, but no, even, even with, like, the sad plot, you know, Roy's whole thing, his whole scheme, um, I don't know. I I thought I had a thought there, and then the second <laughs> half of it went away from me. So maybe it will come back. I thought it was a good time. I thought the story was interesting, and I liked all the colors and the costumes, and I liked Roy. And it is a movie that, even though it is a little bit slower, I don't think it needs to be more fast paced to enjoy. More faster. More yeah. faster. Yeah. The, um, I feel like I had more articulate thoughts earlier, but my brain is not being articulate. So I'm sorry, but good. Good movie. Good film. Good film. Good and film. I like watch. What number have would fun. you what number would you give it? Uh, probably like a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good for a movie that I picked. That's good. Yeah. It was, like, so much better than Holy Motors. <laughs> this one made sense. Yeah. We know who benefits. <laughs> yeah. It's Roy. It's Roy. And yeah. Alexandria, but, like, surprise. But, like, surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also thought it did a good job near the end when Roy was telling the story and everyone was, spoiler alert, being killed off. And... Alexandria was getting so upset because I, a person who, I don't know, like, nobody wants to see children cry, but I'm not like, oh, children are the best things in the world. But I was like, stop upsetting the child, Roy. Yeah. Stop it. You're being a dick, You're upsetting Roy. me by upsetting her. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, um, just going off something else that you said about, like, the visuals, but also the story maybe, you know there being times that you're like, all right, let's get on with it. 
one of the mm-hmm. criticisms of the film is that it is kind of self-indulgent. But I don't know. I think it's but I can get behind it, some self-indulgence. It in, I think it earns its indulgences. Yeah, I think it like, does. And like the thing is I don't I don't think its self-indulgence is bad in this case. Like I don't know, especially because you can tell it's a labor of love. It reminds me of, um, I was once touring some, like, palace thing. It was, uh, Mad King Ludwig's, one of his, you know, summer homes, the way the royals had. And he really wanted it to be, like, French-themed, like, opulent French everything. And... So he made this, like, super fancy, like, gold everywhere, nice pastels, like, gorgeous fabrics. And it was not actually, like, the style of French things at the time, but it was sort of, like, what he wanted it to be. And I think that there's actually a lot of fun when people are like, okay, so here's what this is, but we're going to add, like, a little extra flair to it purely for the sake of that's what I want and that's how I envision this. And his house was, like, one of the coolest things. And I feel like this movie, it it's not self-indulgent in a way that's bad. It just, it only benefits the movie. If it was, if it was less, because the movie isn't grandiose, but that's the first word that came to mind. If it was less grandiose, I probably would have had more, like, okay, you're losing me at some points. And there's nothing else to really anchor me to it. Mm-hmm. But it did have things to anchor me to it. So that even when I thought it started to get a little bit slow, it would pick back up. And I wasn't, like, bored, per se. And I wasn't having a bad time while watching. I was just like, oh, we're going to get our footing again in a moment. But I don't know. I like the self-indulgency, especially the way he did it. Yeah, it's a very... Just listeners, in case you haven't seen it, it is... There's so much color and vibrancy and heart throughout the movie um it's just like i said it's it's shot in 20 different countries and they picked like the most gorgeous places that you could possibly imagine for this fantasy adventure to take place in those countries it's just the 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 colors and the the cinematography which we'll talk about a little bit later after i talk to howie and see how she liked it for the first time yeah there's there's a lot going on visually with the film. It's it's primarily, like, first and foremost, it's sort of a visual feast of a film, I guess. Ellie, what was it like seeing this for the first time? Um, d- devastating. I will not elaborate. <laughs> okay. I will elaborate. Because, because I, I, I have a higher chance of liking your movies than Kristen does. Because I can enjoy a good artsy movie, but like... Okay, I can enjoy an artsy movie when it's good, like this one. <laughs> oh my god. Because I enjoy the type of artsy movie that you enjoy from time to time. But I, I just... I just... So I, I knew Lee Pace was in it, but I forgot who he was. And then I saw him and I was like, oh my god, that's Lee Pace! There he is! Yeah. <laughs> He's a baby! And it's he's doing such a good job. It's a baby leap pace. And, like, obviously Alexandria Katinka, star of the show. No one's going to argue that. But he was making me so sad. And I'm just so mad about how good it was. I, I actually purchased the film for myself. It's not here yet. But I did it. I bought the thing so that I have it on DVD um, because I cried at the end, and I love a good movie that makes me cry, because, like, he was making her upset, but he was also crying, and I was like, everybody has to stop crying <laughs> while you're telling this story, and, like, and, like, truly, at the beginning, when he first asked, well, not the beginning, beginning, but, like, when he first asked for morphine, I, I genuinely just thought he wanted more painkillers than the doctor wanted to give him and was like, that's insane. You could get hooked on that. And then it wasn't until he said... Had a bunch. Yeah, had a bunch. It was like, go to sleep. I was like, oh. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 
like, like I genuinely did think you just meant I want to sleep at night. Um, yeah. I just, oh God, like the the like one of the single saddest things in the movie to me is after he's taken all the pills and Alexandria finds another one and like hands it to him because yeah, it's fallen it's... out of the bottle and he she just like picks it up and gives it to him. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. And it's like. I think there's something very classic about sad man has life improved by child. That is that is a grade A combination there. Um, <laughs> when she started calling him the father, like, papa. And then when he, he finally rectified the story, and the next thing she said was like, no, he goes to his daughter now. Yeah. Like, God, that was so, that was so cruel of the movie to do. I just, I thought it had so much heart and so much emotion, in part because it's a labor of love and because it's self-indulgent. I think movies would be better if they were self-indulgent more often. And I thought it could have been pushed even. Like, I loved, uh, I want to look in the, to look you in the eye when I die. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I am stronger, and like all those lines, like, I kind of wish we had more of those. I also wish we had less slaves. Uh, that would be good if there were less slaves in the stories. I didn't like that, and I didn't like that the mystic... I wish the mystic wasn't a POC, because that felt... That felt very indigenous cultures are less than, but like... I think the mystic was played in the by 1910s. a white man. Hmm? I think the mystic was played by a white man. Was he? Yeah, because I looked this up on IMDb. Oh my god, I was really? Like, is that a white man playing a mystic? I don't. I, is that is that better or worse? Because um, he came out and, of a tree and all that, and I just it felt very indigenous coded. Yeah, I looked on IMDb though. I'm pretty sure that's okay. A white man who, granted, I did not go on to his IMDb thing. I just saw his picture. Um, so, you know, he could be culturally, I don't know. I think the mystic is the old guy without the teeth. It's the same guy acting? I believe so. Okay, because I knew that was like the story, the person equivalent in the story. Yeah, I believe that's the same actor. Oh my god. Okay, well good on him because I completely missed that. Never mind. I take that back. It's fine. I just, it's just, it's so beautiful, and it's so silly. The costumes are brilliant, but not because they're, like, really accurate costume. Like, his mask is so bad. His mask is so bad, and that what makes I it, loved that's what his makes mask. It so I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, like, a felt square. With yeah, like a, but it's like got, like, nice texture, and it's got the ridge in the middle, and it stays on, and it, like, it has this strings to tie in back but you never see it so it doesn't it just looks like it's staying on magically i really like nearly his mask. as good as Oros, but when like... i first saw it i was like this is stupid and then i saw like a proper <laughs> shot of it and was like oh no no i like this this is good oh no the costumes are just good because like darwin's didn't make any sense the mystic is not played be. by the same man with the no? old teeth no, no. No, he's Mystic slash Orange Picker. Okay. Okay. I don't remember the name of the old guy, though. Does anyone remember the name of the old man? I do not. Is it Horace? It's an old person name. Did they ever say his name? I'm trying to remember. Hmm. Oh, maybe. Is Is it Otto? Oh, maybe that's Otto. right. Yeah, no. Yeah, so Otto, Otto is Otto a person. Otto must just be, must be just Otto. I don't think there is just an Otto from that guy. No, there uh, is not. Do you know how long it took me in this movie to realize that the people she had seen in her everyday life were the people we were seeing? I don't know if it's supposed to take a long time, <laughs> but it took me a long time. It took like, me. I actually didn't realize it was like. Is it Lee Pace at the very beginning as the masked man, or is it someone else? It's Lee Pace the whole time, right? 
I think it's Lee Pace the whole time. Okay, because... But even when he took his mask off, I w- it, it wasn't me imagining it from, like, Alexandria's point of view. I was just like, oh, Lee Pace is telling the story, so we're seeing Lee Pace in it. Not, not like, oh, that's who she's imagining, because he's the star slash narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only when they showed one of the orderlies, who is Wallace... Not Wallace. Wallace is the monkey. Yes. Darwin. Wallace is the monkey. Um, <laughs> it was when they showed the orderly who is Darwin that I was like, hold on. Hold on a second. And that's like over halfway through the movie, I think. It is. Yeah. So maybe I was supposed to pick up on that sooner, but I did not. I and then I just yeah. kept looking at everyone and being like, who are you? Yeah. There's, um, they have the list on the Wikipedia, but... Um, like the the new the new boyfriend of Lee Pace's ex is Governor Odious. Yeah, the ice delivery guy is Anabenga. Um, the actor who only had the one leg is also Luigi. There's a, there's a whole list of everybody that plays everybody. God. So, yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. Just... Thank you, Wikipedia. Did you have a favorite costume? Oh, Darwin. I have to look at the costumes again, so hold on. Darwin's coat was great. His hat left something to be desired. Yeah. Um, hold on. I guess hold I'm on. just so impressed by the decision to put Charles Darwin in that in that specific outfit. I liked it because I didn't expect it. I feel yeah. like you're not going to think Charles Darwin and be like, oh, he's wearing this, like, boldly colored <laughs> like, fuzzy jacket God. with, like, black, white, and red patterned on it. Like, no. You're not You're not going to think that. Um, Hold on. I'm looking at the costumes. So bear with me. Chat amongst yourselves. I I really liked... Sister Evelyn's mm-hmm. costume in the uh, in the fantasy in, in Alexandria's imagination with the like butterfly bird wing oh, things yeah. in front of her face that she then like like tilts up to show her face. God. That that whole outfit was pretty excellent. I was really a big fan of the um, X-ray text slash. Odious's soldiers. Oh yeah, that was. Oh such yeah, a good, those are cool. Was, yeah, that was such a good uh, parallel. Oh my god, I didn't even pick up on that. See, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, my brain was were... just like half asleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think I, I don't remember picking up on that the first time I saw it either. But yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of parallels throughout. Just you know, Darwin's all about the butterfly in his coat is sort of butterfly patterned or like moth patterned almost with the big eyes on it. That's true. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of lot of a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. I did wish we got more um so Nurse Evelyn real life did did, did did not want to be with the doctor, did want to be with the doctor. I got the impression it was a, against her will sort of a thing. I have... To keep no, her job. I have no clear idea about that either. Okay. Yeah. Because poor Alexandria was just so upset about it. Yeah. One of the things that the Wikipedian mentioned, just to go back to that, um, speaking of Alexandria is that here's the I'm just going to read much of this much of this paragraph here from the wikipedia the dvd supplementary features reveal that actor lee pace remained in bed for most of the early filming at the director's suggestion convincing most of the crew that he was in fact unable to walk oh god the intention tarsum and pace noted was to maximize the realism of Roy's physical limitations in the eyes of katinka untaru whose lines and reactions as the car- as the character Alexandria, were largely unscripted, and so were young Katinka's spontaneous interactions with Pace's character. For example, 
Alexandria's misinterpreting the letter E as the number three <gasps> and a note written by Roy came about from an accidental misreading by the six-year-old actress during filming, which the director then realized he could adapt into a clever twist into the story. Oh my god. So like She's not a only, genius. Yeah, so so like not only is she just killing it as an actress, she like most of it was unscripted and it was just kind of her hanging out with Lee Pace as Roy and much of like even parts of the plot changed just, because of it. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the costumes and I I vaguely remember this. I don't remember like the context of the scene though. I'd have to watch this movie again apparently. Uh it's one of Nurse Evelyn's outfits. She's like an all white she has this crazy hat with all these beads hanging down in front. It's very cool. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, I see the um I, I see that picture. I'm also trying to remember, was that the wedding scene? Oh maybe it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think was that's it? Her... I just Oh, maybe. I just thought Oh. I guess I think... I'm telling you, I gotta watch this again. I yeah, at some I point think that I paused was... because uh like mentally paused because i was like right lee pace was in that movie i wanted to see and so i had to like go onto the library website and put that on hold before i forgot and i wonder if this was like that exact time that i was like hold on i'm putting a movie on hold and therefore i uh missed a bit yeah i believe that's the uh the wedding scene that she's wearing that white like really cool hat thing yeah, it's great. Anyway. I do like her flowery uh, thing. The outfit with the little thing. Is it the lilac one? Uh, No, I'm talking about the oh. one that David was talking oh, okay. about. But the lilac dress was very pretty. Because I really liked when, her lilac dress. When she's got the birds on her. Yes. Yeah. And then she just like casually moves away. Yeah. See, it's it's a bummer because the like one picture they have two pictures of it on IMDb, and one of them she's at like a it's a really far shot, so you don't see much of it. And then the one where it's closer, her arms are in front of her because they're supporting one of the birds. So like you can tell that there's this really nice detail on like the stomach of it, the corset, I guess. Oh yeah. And it looks mm-hmm. so cool. And I wish that there was an up close shot of it. Yeah, I did a I did a Google image search for the fall two thousand six costumes, and there's a few pretty good pictures, not of that dress in particular, but of some of the other ones as well. Yeah, very fun costumes that. I liked that each person had, like, a completely different look. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And they were all just a good time. Even even um, the guy who was the former slave, I was like, bruh, you're gonna get, like, sun poisoning or something. You don't have a shirt on. The sun is going to hurt your skin. So, like, he didn't have much clothing, per se, but even then, it still looked like, like, quality stuff. Like, they didn't just, like, put him in something raggedy. I don't know. Even that was, like, a really great costume. And they didn't have much to work with because it was basically just, like, shorts. And, like, short shorts. And, like, a cool hat. There are a lot of cool hats. Yeah, yeah like movie. a cool hat. Lot, lots of cool Except hats. Except for the bowler hat. I'd, like... You have all these cool things and then a bowler hat? What's wrong with bowler hats? I don't like them. That's silly. Or maybe I just don't like that it was black. (laughs) (laughs) Because it just seemed like such a start. Like, it matched his coat, technically. And I think it fit with, like, oh, he's an Englishman, blah, blah, blah. But... I don't know if it was like a green bowler hat. I'd be like, oh, yeah. It is an odd choice with, like, the flamboyant... Uh, yeah. Cape. Like, if you're gonna have a boring hat, you gotta have some sort of flamboyancy, such as it being a different color than usual. Um, but they did not do that, so. Alas. Alas. They have done so many other beautiful things, though. I just remember somewhat segueing into the cinematography thing 
unless we're going to go back to that later. But I will say that I liked, it was an early scene where, oh, it might be, it might be, no, I don't think it was that. I don't know. At some point, you know, you have like a horse running along the bottom and it's like a really wide shot and they just have like the white sand and then like the orange rocks in the background yeah, yeah. and everyone's at like the very bottom of the screen. I thought visually that was just very well done. Yeah. Big fan of it. And so that was the scene that made me be like, oh, okay. This movie's got style. Yeah. That was, um, I believe that was in Namibia. I was just looking at a picture of that not too long ago. I think that was one of the national park slash dune things in Namibia where they shot that one. It's so cool. But, yeah. You know me, I love an orange rock. Love, love the good orange rocks, yeah. Yeah, that shot is really great. The elephant swimming to uh, yes. oh, yeah. come to come get is it Roy's character who can't swim the bandit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to come get the bandit. Um, I love, of course, the transition scene at the wedding with the evil priest God, that yes. like transforms into the landscape of the. It's not. Is it like tundra? Like what is it like? I guess call it tundra. It doesn't look like it gets much rain. Yeah. Very arid, arid area. Yeah. Yeah. The Blue City is really cool. I don't know. There's just so oh, the much. The Blue City was so cool. There's just so much in this movie that it's just it's just beautiful. It's just so many, and and it's it's even more impressive that it's all on location too. Like none of this was done with green screens and putting people in a studio or whatever. Like they went to these places that exist in the world and shot footage there. It's so awesome. Were there any other shots like that that really stood out for you, Hallie? I really, I really liked the water. When they're mm-hmm. on the island at the very beginning of the bandit story, the water is just really pretty. Yeah. The um, the butterfly reef where that also does like a transformation at one yes. point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I also really liked um, when they were also near the beginning of the movie they were somewhere very like dry i don't remember where and they were like oh the grass is greener over there and then you look and the grass is literally just literally greener one little patch (laughs) and then they get to it and that sort of like transforms into this like very like high grassy area almost kind of tropical but not quite tropical um i don't know i like the way that it brought us just from like one setting to another by literally just being like, oh, it's right over there. And I thought it was really fun. And yeah, the blue city was cool. Um, I liked like the, the, the carriage when they set all the slaves free. I do not support that the carriage was being carried <laughs> by all these slaves. But the carriage itself looked really cool. And it was like this giant thing. And I don't know, very well done. I liked even that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. They knocked it out of the park with, like, the cinematography and the costumes and whatnot. So, of course, they did a really cool carriage. But. Yeah. 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 I even really appreciated the, um, I don't know. I guess to talk about the movie in a little bit more of a broader sense. Like, the there seem like there are two big things that the movie is kind of about. And one of them is it's sort of like a love letter to filmmaking in a way yeah like it is especially with the the ending where we get the screening of the movie that roy is in and like it's just so funny like the huge letdown of the shot of roy's stun where (laughs) he jumps straight onto a horse from the i love that stunt so much that like that's how he got it, and it was to impress the lady actress, right? Yeah, the his, head actress. Yeah. And the studio executive guy who's watching it, who's like, "Is this the kind of trash we're gonna make now?" Yeah, and, it's like, and yeah, he's just like, bet. "Wait, he's like, just wait. That that's it. That was the whole thing when he sees Roy stunt for the first time, and and then the very ending, which is just Alexandra's joy at silent movies, yeah, and like how she she imagines all the stuntmen as Roy." every single one like yeah, yeah i love that ending where she's like and and narrating like how the stunt people 
die in the movies but don't actually yeah and she's just like and there's roy and there and like none of these people are roy but she's right. like and there he is he's and he's fighting roy. oh and there's wallace and then <laughs> god it is so cute i think i love so much how it like it, it's a love letter to like film and then like storytelling is a higher power too yeah. because like it becomes their shared story i love the line um god when she says it's our story after he says it's my story. Like I cannot remember the context, but that was when I started crying. That's when, that's when he's like killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. he's in the middle and of killing like, it's everybody. It's my story, and she says it's, it's our, our story. story, and it's like, it is. It's like, as somebody who is in a lot of role playing games and has made a lot of like connections with people over role playing games that I have been in with them, like. It's just it it really hits home. It's like watching them do a role play together. But then it it becomes this greater thing that inspires Roy to live and yeah. because it inspires Alexandria to like want to continue the story with him and to want to like make the story something good that she can go to for comfort where people don't automatically die where the father-daughter get a happy ending and like it's it's so much there's so yeah. much emotion in it and yeah. and as a person who really likes movies and role-playing games and storytelling like that's just that's just i think it's i think it's such a good message and such yeah. a good theme yeah storytelling is the other big thing i had highlighted that the movie is kind of about and just the ways that yeah, stories can morph and change between the teller and the audience. And you get both the ways in which Alexandria pulls from her life in the hospital to flesh out the characters and the stories. Like I mentioned before, the X-ray techs become Odious's soldiers and the characters in and about the hospital are the bandits. But also it becomes a little bit like, it, it feels a little bit like self-insert fan fiction a little bit as well. Absolutely, end, which Alexandria, I love. Yeah, where Alexandria just imagines herself as the Black Bandit's daughter and takes yeah. part in the action. Here too. she is. She's in it now. It's so great when she pops out of that little bag and she looks so freaking cute in that outfit. Her yeah. outfit was adorable. Christ, cutest thing I've ever seen. And like, obviously, it's like Roy is pulling. I didn't realize until the end when they screened the movie he was in. That literally all the characters, he's, he's just kind of retelling the movie he was in with yeah. some yeah. added, like, my girlfriend left me, and sad, sad man stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's still, it's still, <sighs> they're both informing the story with their own experiences, and then it becomes something else that has a concrete impact on the both of them and is it's like really good yeah yeah so i only had like two characters highlighted because it really is a story about roy and a story about alexandria and those are like mm -hmm. those are the two people so is there one that you want to start with roy or alexandria alexandria okay great i love just the introduction to her as somebody who just this little five-year-old girl who enjoys throwing oranges at the priest yeah. and she's got she has a broken arm so she's got her arm in the cast that's just like always up and always about up. shoulder it's height just, yeah. yeah and you just see her walking around with her little box in her broken arm she's got her She's got this little box full of all of her favorite things in her hand that she's just carrying around at shoulder God. height for like the whole movie. It's just so, it's so great. It's just such a wonderful it, little like, visual. It, 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 I can't explain how and why her carrying the little box of all the things she enjoyed just like got to me. <laughs> and I don't know, I think it's because it's such a combination of like a little kid thing to do just like putting all the cool stuff you find in a box and carrying it with you even if that cool stuff is just like a, a neat looking rock you saw and the need to carry it with you at all times versus or not versus but like coinciding with um 
the the picture of her family in there. And, you know, her dad died in this fire that these angry people set. And, you know, she has this broken arm. So it seemed simultaneously like a little kid just doing a little kid thing and carrying around her favorite stuff. But also, like, I'm trying to hold on to all the happiness right now because I have known sadness. And I'm like, you are five. You shouldn't know sadness. You shouldn't know tragedy of the scale. the, The two of those together as one, especially because she is carrying it around in her little propped up arm... It, I don't, it, it made me feel. Yeah. Yep. Full stop. It made me feel. Yep. And maybe it's not supposed to make me feel as much as it made me feel, but it made me feel. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if this was something that you experienced, but the first time I watched it, I remember being very anxious throughout most of the movie that something was going to happen to that box. Like, yes. When she, like, she set it down gonna... to go climb up high to get the pills, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to forget the box. Yeah, and or it's going to smash again, or something. Yep. Yeah, or, like, again, the the two-punch thing of it being just, like, a box of all her favorite things like a kid does, and a box of all her favorite things, including a picture of her father who has died. Like, yeah. at very stressful times. Yeah. And she's so sweet. She just wants to help. Like, you know, at first she's getting... The pills for Roy reluctantly because she just wants to hear the rest of the story and he's like, I can't go on unless you get me these. And she knows something she's is like, yeah, sure, fine. wrong with it, you um, know, because she's like, well, I'm not going to give it to you, but... Yeah, but she's like, fine, I'll do it. And then it just turned into, like, he he needs, or like, he needs them, so he tells her, and she wants to help him, like, even after her big second fall, um... And she hit her head, and she said that she didn't tell the doctors, no matter how much they asked, that she was getting them for him. And she even said, like, do you need me to get you some more after she has suffered this terrible fall? And I'm like, oh my god, you sweet, precious sunflower. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And she's also, I mean, I love that about her. I also love how, like, funny and mischievous she is. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when Roy asks her to go him. and touch his toe and she you know, she grabs his little toe and then he's like, Okay, so my big toe and then she goes and like moves her hand over and he was like, Yep, yep, you got that's it. The big, that's the one. Yeah. I liked when he read the note that she was trying to throw to nurse Evelyn, but it fell in the thing and then he read it. And he was like, I couldn't read it. It didn't make any sense. And she's like, of course, it wasn't for you. Yeah. yeah that was such... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you tell him. Strong opening lines. It was not for you. I'm not, my accent is not correct. But the way, like, I just... And she repeats it, like, two or three times, too. They're not, not for yeah. you. Yeah, she's insistent. And then, of course, you know, we see that letter in the story of when he opens the thing from, what, like, King Alexander... Yeah, Alexander the Great yep. in the beginning, and then it's the same style letter with like the bits cut out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is great. Yeah, and I loved uh, after that story too. She was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, to signal that to to represent he's not more important than any other man." And she was just like, "That he's stupid." <laughs> you give them all a little bit, and he's just like, "Fine." Yeah. Because I also was like, that was stupid. But I liked, too, that she wasn't like, they should have all drank a little bit. She was like, he should have thrown it at them so that they can all get a little bit because, you know, five-year-old logic. Yeah. It's funny, too. We can transition into Roy as well. Just the things that Roy brings to the story that, like, for instance, there's a lot of historical things that are happening at the moment, like in the... 19 teens or whatever like charles darwin is a big figure in the news yeah and his big rival as far as like the evolutionary debate is a man named wallace and (laughs) wallace becomes i don't remember his first name but it's something it's something wallace wallace becomes his pet monkey in the story that they make up i remember from taking a lot of spanish classes like there's a big spanish war going on at the time and people are going over to fight in Spain against the, you know, the 
I, I think it was the Spanish government that was problematic at the time, but that becomes the, the story of odious. And there's just, there's a lot of things like that that get brought in both from history and then from Roy's own experiences. Like Roy is in a movie that has a native American in it. And so he brings an Indian into the story, but when he says Indian, he's thinking of a Native American and Alexander is very clearly thinking of a man from India because that's more of her experience, like mm -hmm. picking oranges and being a, a child that's, you know, an, an immigrant child at the time working in the orange groves. And like, there's, I don't know, there's just so many little subtle things. And I'm sure there are even things that I've missed, like historically from watching the film, like the 1915 or whatever is not a time period I know too much about, but mm -hmm. yeah, they were definitely educate yourself. I know I should. I did. I did a little bit of research, but you should have done all the research. I yeah. should have done all the, hell, the research. Yeah. Anyways. So that was, that was neat. Um, Roy kind of sucks sometimes. God, he so much. <laughs> so much. And I love him. And I hate it. Yeah. Well, like, like, oh, you're sad your girlfriend left you? Yeah, let's go overdose on morphine. Suck it up, loser. Okay, he also has lost the use of his legs, Hallie. Okay, that's true. But he gets it, but like, but like, but like, he gets them back. Does he? I, yeah, because he, right? He did go on, he, I know that he wasn't the stuntman that, the stuntman that um, Alexandria was narrating over, but I got the impression he did go back into stunt work. I did not. I thought she was, like, writing a letter, but, like, almost, like, addressed to the hospital still. David? I think the the movie leaves it, like, intentionally ambiguous, because we do get, it's just Alexandria's interpretation of things at the very end. I don't know that he does... Or not. Like, the last that we see of Roy, he's sitting in his wheelchair with his, his dog at the screening. We don't yeah. get anything that's... But at least that's, like, living. You know, he's, like, well, in it's the like wheelchair, positive, out but of I, the bed. That's, like, I think, you know, part of the impact of Alexandria and telling the story and their big emotional moment is that he's like, alright, I can get out of bed, I can still sit with my dog, I can still go to this screening. Hopefully, you know, sort of indicative of, like, Yes, this has changed my life, but also it does not mean I have to stop living figuratively and literally. Um, but I got the impression that his 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 feeling did not come back. Uh, okay. But when you were saying that you liked and hated Roy, the thing is, I liked Roy and I really felt sympathetic for him. But like Hallie, I also did not pick up on the fact that he wanted to overdose on morphine. Mm. I was just like... Yeah, man wants to be able to sleep. Like, even if he can't feel his legs, I'm sure laying in that bed all day is, like, killing his back. So he yeah. wants some pain yeah. meds. Um, and, yeah, it's only when he has, like, a bunch of them that I'm like, oh, oh, I yeah, see what's happening yeah. here. And so then it goes from, like, not even just, like, oh, I'm trying to use this kid to, like, help get me what I want, which was already bad, but it, it seemed more like, I just, I want, like, one or two more pills, man, to, like, actively having this child unknowingly help you in right. your As, Like, assisted plan. suicide? That's what yeah. you're making this five-year-old do? And, of course, yeah. again, she, like, pick, like you guys said, she picks up the extra one and, like, gives it to him, and so... That's when I was like, Roy, stop it. Like, I feel sympathetically <laughs> trying to manipulate <laughs> this child. And so I did like Roy, and I felt bad for him. Um, but I did like at the end that it seemed like he's maybe going to find his way through this. Yeah. And I hope he does. I hope, you know, it's a breakthrough that, that lasts. My favorite, My favorite thing was when... The doctor was yelling at him while Alexandria was coming out of the surgery because I was glad that in the meantime, all the hospital staff and people had like pieced together what had happened mm -hmm. and were yelling at the appropriate person. Right. And it was just so nice to see him 
care. be held accountable for his actions because he was all like, oh, poor me, only things I, the things I do only affect me. But it was like, no, look, you're affecting this child. And, you know, he, he came to care for her. Yeah, he does. Like, I know and what he, he did. He had to promise her that he'd stay alive. And, and I know what he did was like a dick move, but I did the fact that he was there after the surgery and they were yelling yeah. at him like I don't think they summoned him there to yell at him it's like he went there to go visit her and yeah. they were yelling at him and then you know he's like right by her side he's and he seems so relieved when she wakes up he's and crying I'm like yeah because we all freaking love Alexandria yeah he's crying when she wakes up and then he goes and kills off all her kills favorite people. everybody but yeah. it's really emotional for him too because he thinks that he's teaching her a lesson you know he's like no yeah. the masked man is a bad person he deserves to die and she's like no it's not true and it's a metaphor and i'm so upset yeah he thinks he's be he thinks he's he's being he's really cool, helping like her edgy race yeah for the unfairness of life and, and I'm like, like newsflash, no, bucko, five-year-olds don't need to be prepared for things like God. that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even adults could benefit from this kind of story, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? 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 Do you feel like you benefited from this kind of story? Oh, so much. Yeah. Do you know, because it's just like, goddamn, the power of storytelling. The power of stories... The power of random connections wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah. I do like just how instantly sort of drawn to each other Roy and Alexandria are. Like Roy may be scheming from the first time that he sees her to try and get some pills. But, you know, he still he still comes to care about her. Yeah. He yells at, uh, is it is it Wallace? (laughs) Who, uh, like the human Wallace, who, I mean, Darwin, like, tells but... her to get out of here. No, isn't the guy in the in the room with, um, with, with, uh, Roy? Isn't his name Wallace? He's like the hypochondriac who has sugar pills. Oh, I do yeah. not. Remember. Isn't his name Wallace? Because there was because the line because after he takes the sugar and wakes up and we have the fake out where we think he's dead but it's um the, the old, old man. man um he's like he's like you shouldn't be here wallace they're giving you sugar or maybe it's walt it's wallace or walt but he freaks out on the bed and i remember that line i honestly yeah, I only to... remembered roy and alexandria's names everyone else and darwin because i have heard and that because name before darwin but but um but there is a part where who walt or wallace whoever who stays Mr. in that room. Mr. W. Mr. W gets mad at um, Alexandria and Roy tells him to lay off and like defends her as best he can from being bedridden. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up. I don't... It, Wikipedia does not mention this person's name, but yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. How did you feel about... This is just a random question. About the, um, the animated dream sequence. When, oh, so after after Alexandria tries to get morphine for Roy a second time, she slips on the counter and falls and hits her head, and there's this stop motion animated sequence. How did you I, How did you feel about that? That's the one where they kept showing legs breaking and shattering and whatnot. So I was like, oh no, she broke her leg. Now she's going to be stuck here for longer. And then they show her with like a bandage around her head. And the x-ray is like of her skull. And I'm like, oh, so not her leg. The thing is, I didn't mind the, the, the whole scene. I feel like it went on just a touch too long. And then there were, like, a couple things that I remember thinking were creepy. And I was like, ugh. Wasn't the legs a reference to when she heard the the other, the stunt guy she thought was a pirate tell, um, he told Roy, like, take the settlement. 
you know, I lost my leg, but actually it was the best thing ever because now it's been sawed off and shot and ETC and ETC in the mm-hmm. movies. And then didn't it go through like all of those scenarios? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't piece that, that together. Had. I'm just like, hey, you showed me a lot of legs. <laughs> One would infer that this was a leg injury that she sustained, um, but it was not. So it threw me and I was upset by it. I really, I, I really liked how sudden and nonsensical and frightening it was. Like my favorite part of it was the, the doll with her head open. No. And the twirly things coming out. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. Dolls. I just thought it. I just thought it was like a, like a like a, a really unsettling, frightening way, really effective way of telling us that she, was undergoing surgery. Like, I think that was a really amazing transition. Yeah. And then you've got the the little doll that gets stabbed by the incredibly large, like, pushpin needle thing. Mm-hmm. And then when she wakes up, she tells Roy that, like, I didn't tell them even when they were torturing me with needles. And yeah. It's like, oh, Alexandria, you're so great. I'm sorry this has happened to you. It shouldn't have. Nothing bad should ever happen to Alexandria. It's true. Well, anyway, I think those are those are all the things I wanted to talk about. Are there other things that we should discuss? I'm glad that you both really enjoyed this, or at least Medium enjoyed this. What number would you give it, Allie? Oh, like a nine. Yeah. I'm, what number I'm would you give too. it, David? It's one a of nine? my favorite movies. Yeah, like a nine. No, I'm asking it's definitely... David. Oh, like like an eight and a half or a nine. It's it's a movie that I I love quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really fantastic. Listeners, if you would like to watch The Fall, uh, good luck. It's, <laughs> it isn't streaming anywhere, and I nope. I think this might have to do with just the fact that it was all sort of produced by Tarsum and. Did not do well at the box office. It did not do well at the box office. Was, you know, just distributed by this little indie company. You can't you can't even find it streaming on Amazon, which is which was super weird for me. Like I found literally everything on Amazon. Yeah. You it's can not, purchase the DVD on Amazon. You can you can purchase the DVD if you'd like to see it. Um, what I did is I went to my local library and found it through our library consortium. It might have actually come through interlibrary loan, but if you are interested and would like to see the fall for yourself, which I highly recommend. Highly. You may want to check out your local library and see if they can get you a copy of it because otherwise it is not an easy thing to track down. Note that David mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it is a 2006 movie that was released or released in the UK and the US in 2008. that, that is good to keep in mind, because when I went to go find this movie, I also was able to find it at the library. But when looking through the catalog, David had said it was a 2006 movie, and I was like, there is nothing here called The Fall from 2006 that doesn't exist. David must have got this wrong. He's not wrong. There's just a confusing timeline. So if you do look it up, um, it will be under 2008, not 2006. Yes, that is, that is a helpful thing to note. Um, if you look up uh, the fall and include the word Tarsum or Lee Pace, that will also get you to the right movie. Yes. So. And also librarians are wonderful people who are there to help you. So Yes, they will, they will definitely be able to, uh, to find the movie for you. So, all right. Um, anything else that we should get into? Um, no, I just, I just, it's a beautiful film. That's what I want to, that's what I want to end my comments on. Yeah, it is. It is a really beautiful film. All right, for next time, we have another beautiful film. He's a little blue guy with a heart of gold and a hankering for some chili dogs. (laughs) With his two-tailed best friend and an echidna named Knuckles, Our hero tries to defeat the nefarious Dr. Robotnik before he can put his evil schemes into motion. 
to capture all the world's tiny animals and turn them into pinball machines. This is a quick little intro because we gotta go fast. It's Sonic the Hedgehog! <laughs> I don't actually know what's up with the Sonic movie. Like, I heard the animation and character designs are kind of terrifying, or were at one point. Um, yeah, but the second one. The second one? No, the, they were at one point. You're a second option. Okay. And then they were redesigned. Yeah. I, Supposedly. Um, I, did, I did watch two different Sonic cartoons as a kid. And as a child who grew up in a Sega Genesis household, I have played a number of Sonic games, including Sonic Spinball, which I don't think anyone has ever gotten past the first level of. That kind of <laughs> game is so hard. But I know a little bit of Sonic lore. You've got the golden rings. You've got the Chaos Emeralds. Barack Obama. Um... <laughs> Anyways, mm -hmm. so I'm excited to watch this you one for next time. All of those things. Yeah. I have a fun game that we can play um, at next when we do when we next when we record. When we this. next. Great. I'm not telling you what it is. Okay. Um, is it Spyro the Dragon? No, it is not. God, it's not close. Sonic the Hedgehog either. It's not like a Crash game. Bandicoot. It's just a fun thing we could do before. Is it Crash Bandicoot? No. God. It's not Crash Bandicoot. Animaniacs Bowling. It's the only game that you've ever played besides Animal Crossing. Animaniacs Bowling? Yeah. Um, I've also played Frogger and Wheel of Fortune. So okay. check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> like, it's a fun game we can play. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and looking forward to Sonic the Hedgehog. That'll be for next time. This was episode 80, The Fall. And until then, so long, Hallie. So long, David. So long, Kristen. Arrivederci, David. And good night, listeners. <laughs>